Holy Father in heaven, praise, honor, glory, and adoration be unto your name for your loving kindness, for your mercy, for your goodness which you have bestowed on us all. Lord in heaven, we thank you for the life you've given to us. We ask, Lord, please consecrate our lives to your service. Help us, Lord, to live a life that will give glory unto your name. Please grant us of your spirit and give us grace to live for you. As we go through the words of our devotion today, Lord, may your spirit fit us for your kingdom and help us to understand clearly what you're trying to tell us. Put your words in our mouth that we may speak blessings to everyone who would listen. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, June 8. In the Workshop of God. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 The Jewish temple was built of hewn stones quarried out of the mountains and every stone was fitted for its place in the temple hewn, polished and tested before it was brought to Jerusalem. And when all were brought to the ground, the building went together without the sound of an axe or hammer. This building represents God's spiritual temple, which is composed of material gathered out of every nation and tongue and people of all grades, high and low, rich and poor, learned and unlearned. These are not dead substances to be fitted by hammer and chisel. They are living stones queried out from the world by the truth. And the great master builder, the lord of the temple, is now hewing and polishing them and fitting them for their respective places in the spiritual temple. When completed, this temple will be perfect in all its parts, the admiration of angels and of men, for its builder and maker is God. The care shown in the building of the temple is a lesson to us regarding the care that we are to show in our character building. No cheap material was to be used. No haphazard work was to be done in matching the different parts. Peace must fit peace perfectly. Just as God's temple was, so must his church be. Into their character building, his people are to bring no worthless timbers, no careless, indifferent work. Now, we are in the workshop of God, 
and the processes going on in these hours of probation to fit us for the glorious temple. We cannot now be indifferent and negligent and careless and refuse to depart from sin and expect to become pure and holy and fashioned in character after the similitude of a palace. Now is the day of preparation. Now is the time when we can have our defects removed. A stone that does not shine is worthless. That which constitutes the value of our churches is not dead, lusterless stones, but living stones, stones that catch the bright beams from the chief cornerstone, even the Son of Righteousness. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is In the Workshop of God. Our key text is 1 Peter 2 verse 5 which says, Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Amen. Here, Peter alludes to sanctuary imagery and draws out wonderful lessons that can be applied to our lives. And I would say not just wonderful lessons, but the true lesson that God was trying to teach through the sanctuary and the temple. The sanctuary, the temple was made up of stones. And he says, though the sanctuary was made up of stones, of course, which are dead, but we are lively stones. And we as humans, being these lively stones, Jesus' children, are the ones that build up the spiritual house, whereas that was a physical house, it wasn't a spiritual house. And it says, a holy priesthood, that is those who were officiating in that uh, spiritual house, which is which ought to be God's church, the God's temple, to offer up spiritual sacrifices, not necessarily lambs and goats. And these sacrifices are acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Doesn't it remind you so curiously of Romans chapter 12, which says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that's from verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind, that ye may be able to prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. Amen. So, the temple that the Lord asked the Jews to build is filled with wonderful, wonderful lessons for us. In our devotion on March 19, titled Building for Eternity, we went into detail on the lessons we can learn, wonderful detail on the lessons we can learn from the building of the temple. And I would implore us, please click on it, listen to it, and you will be blessed. March 19, Building for Eternity is the devotion. And there we already fleshed out the lessons you can get 
from the temple and how God was trying to use it to teach us the work of character building. But today, God wants us to focus on the work that is to be done before we can be qualified to be people in his kingdom, children of the kingdom. Drawing lessons from the kind of stones that were used to build the temple and the test they had to pass through before they qualified as stones that can be used. Once it was time to bring them to the temple, there was no time for chiseling, no hammering again, no cutting into shape, because before being brought to be used as lively stones, we, just as those stones, must pass through a chiseling process, a testing process, a querying, cutting, fitting into shape before we can be brought into the kingdom of God. And if one of us is out of shape, bent out of shape, it will cause the rest of the stone not to be fitted. If every other stone is fitted and one is not, it will cause it, it will be a discordant stone, a discordant note among every other stone. The whole thing will not fit. The temple will not be built as it should. So it teaches us the lesson that we all must come to the unity of faith. We all if we must make up the lively stones that will be in the kingdom of God, must be fitted to the pattern that God wants us to be in. So how is it done? The Jewish temple, as it says here, was built of hewn stones, queried out of the mountains, and every stone was fitted for its place in the temple, hewn, polished, and tested before it was brought to Jerusalem. And when all were brought to the ground, the building was went together without the sound of axe or hammer. And since this building represents God's spiritual temple, which is composed of material gathered out of every nation and tongue and people of all grades, high and low, rich and poor, learned and unlearned, these are not dead substances to be fitted by hammer and chisel, they are living stones queried out from the world by the truth and the great master builder is the lord of the temple all right now the lesson we are learning here what is this querying cutting out of the mountain that is we being separated separated from the world this is we being cut out as it says and what is it that cuts us out that's something we, we need to understand what is this chisel the hammer that cuts us out of the mountain of, of the world it is the law of god for we are separated by the law the jews was give, they were given and we also are given standards by which to live which separates us from the world let's read from the book of 2 Corinthians I'll be reading chapter 6 from verse 14 it says be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship had righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion had light with darkness and what concord hath Christ with Belial or what part had he that believeth with an infidel and what agreement had the temple of God with idols for ye are the temple of the living God, as God had said, 
I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Here we see a call to come out from among them, come out from among the world. God wants to cut us out. But what he uses to cut us out is a separation in the difference of our character. And that is what he's using to shape us, to cut us out. He uses his law to shape us and he brings us through circumstances that will cut us into shape. So the Lord chooses the events that happens to you in life and the ones that happens to me too for the purpose that through those events we will be shaped into his image and be fitted to be used for his temple. So my brothers and sisters, we are in a work of character building. We are in the workshop of God. And God is doing the work, hewing us, cutting us, fitting us into shape that we may be qualified to be taken as lively stones to be used in the building of the temple. That is what is going on now, the work of character building. This world is not the Christian's heaven like Ellen White would say but it is simply God's workshop for us where he beats us and cuts us into shape to be fitted for his kingdom. And what is God doing? He is cutting out the defects in the stone, removing the things that are not needed so that the stone, or we, can be fitted for his kingdom. I read from the book, Testimonies, Volume 1, page 547, paragraph 2. My heart yearns over the church, for there is a work to be accomplished there. It is God's design to have a people in that place. There is material there for a good church, but there is considerable work to be done to remove the rough edges and prepare them for work in order, that all may labor unitedly and draw in even cords. It has hitherto been the case that when one or two felt the necessity of arousing and standing unitedly and more firmly upon the elevated platform of truth, others would make no effort to rise. Satan puts in them a spirit to rebel, to discourage those who would advance. They brace themselves when urged to take hold of the work. A stubborn spirit comes upon some, and when they should help they hinder. Some will not submit to the planing knife of God as it passes over them and the uneven surfaces, surface is disturbed. They complain of too close and severe a work. They wish to get out of God's workshop where their defects may remain undisturbed. They seem to be asleep as to their condition, but their only hope is to remain where the defects in their Christian character will be seen and remedied. Some are indulging lustful appetites which wars against the soul and is a constant hindrance to their spiritual advancement. They constantly bear an accusing conscience and if straight truths are talked, they are prepared to be offended. They are self-condemned and feel that subjects have been purposely selected to touch their case. They feel grieved and injured 
and withdraw themselves from the assemblies of the saints. They forsake the assembling of themselves together, for then their consciences are not so disturbed. They soon lose their interest in the meetings and their love for the truth, and unless they entirely reform, will go back and take their position with the rebel host who stand under the black banner of Satan. If these will crucify fleshly lusts which war against the soul, they will get out of the way where the arrows of truth will pass harmlessly by them. But while they indulge lustful appetite and thus cherish their idols, they make themselves a mark for the arrows of truth to hit, and if truth is spoken at all, they must be wounded. Some think that they cannot reform, that health would be sacrificed should they attempt to leave the use of tea, tobacco and flesh meat and I would add to that to change their dress and change their uh, habits of living generally in social reform and uh, I said just now dress reform, Sabbath reform, Some I would say some think that they cannot reform in those places. So I'll continue the reading now. This is the suggestion of Satan. It is these harmful, hurtful stimulants that are surely undermining the constitution and preparing the system for acute diseases by impairing nature's fine machinery and battering down her fortifications erected against disease and premature decay. End of quote. You see, while we are in God's building, what does God use to remove the defects? Straight truth. So when you listen to the straight truth, somebody is telling you and it is pointed, pointing out your sin, pointing out the defects in your character. What do you do? Do you revolt? Do you rebel? Do you say this person is coming too close and touching my plate, touching my lifestyle? I don't want to hear it anymore. You get offended with what the people is saying, what the person is saying or start to point fingers. Oh, I don't like how he said it. You see, the chiseling, cutting process is not a pleasant one it is cutting out things from your flesh and these defects in our character these are harmful indulgences that we love to participate in our sin is a darling to us and we do not want to be parted from it and that is the reason when the truth comes it cuts it out and in trying to cut it out cut it out because we have these defects we we will revolt sometimes but God wants us to remain in his workshop, not to leave. If you leave, you are going to join the rebel. You have to remain in God's workshop so that as you hear the straight truth, you don't revolt but allow it to go away from you. And like we just read here, some people make themselves a mark for the arrow of truth because they stand in the way of truth so that anytime the truth is spoken, they start to think, oh, this person tailored this message for me he knew my weaknesses he heard something about me or she heard something about me and that's why they gave that contribution in the sabbath school that's why they gave that contribution in the in the in the, in the, in the bible study because they heard something about me whereas god is just trying to speak to you and you get offended oh they are, they, they are talking about me you are standing in the way of truth get out of the way of truth and the arrow of truth will not touch you and the reason you are standing in the way of truth is because you have something in you that should not be in you if you were innocent of the things that the truth was saying, you wouldn't feel anyhow when the truth is spoken. But because you are not innocent, because you still have defects in your character, and that's why when the truth is spoken, you are hurt and you feel bad. But yes, you are hurt because something is trying to 
get away from you allow allow it let god cut it out with his truth let him use the truth to query you to remove those defects to make you to come to be fitted into shape so that you can be qualified to be used as a stone in his building but if you keep revolting and rebelling against god's plan and god's chiseling process what happens at the end of the day we read now that that person will rebel to the point that they become on the side of the great rebel which is satan we need to be careful be very careful to remain in god's workshop and do not complain under his his chiseling process we are not to worry ourselves it says here that they wish to get out of god's workshop where their defects may remain undisturbed do you wish to get out of god's workshop do you wish to stop hearing sermons that will cut the the defects in your character out or that point at your sins don't wish to do that remain in god's workshop so that your defects can be removed now is the probation time if you don't get these defects and i don't get it removed now there will be no other chance for us again and we will be eternally lost we will be that stone that they tried to cut but did not allow itself to be cut into shape and was abandoned and not brought to be used to build that temple in in jerusalem so so let us all submit to god's chiseling process to his hammering so that we can be bent into the shape that he wants us to be in testimonies volume 2 page 355 paragraph 2 says we are now in god's workshop many of us are rough stones from the query but as we lay hold upon the truth of god its influence affects us it elevates us and removes from us every imperfection and sin of whatever nature thus we are prepared to see the king in his beauty and finally to unite with the pure and heavenly angels in the kingdom of glory it is here that this work is to be accomplished for us here that our bodies and spirits are to be fitted for immortality we are in a world that is opposed to righteousness and purity of character and to growth in grace wherever we look we see corruption and defilement deformity and sin and what is the work that we are to undertake here just previous to receiving immortality it is to preserve our bodies holy our spirits pure that we may stand forth unstained amid the corruptions teeming around us in these last days and if this work is accomplished we need to engage in it at once heartily and understandingly selfishness should not come in here to influence us the spirit of god should have perfect control of us influencing us in all our actions if we have a right hold on heaven a right hold of the power that is from above we shall feel the sanctifying influence of the spirit of god upon our hearts end of quote my brother my sister what part of god's reform have you been neglecting in the law of god is contained everything that he wants for you in your character go and check that law and let it chisel you when you pass through circumstances that the lord brings you through so that you can build character honesty so that you can have integrity firmness so that you can show that you are not covetous so that you can show that you honor god completely 
what do you do in such situations let us learn to instead of deviating from the law of god cheating ourselves from our own inheritance cheating ourselves from the blessings that the lord has prepared for us instead of doing that submit to god's chiseling process we don't have time anymore now is the time for that and time is going we don't have time let us submit that the lord may chisel us into shape may that be our experience in jesus name amen let us pray holy father in heaven we submit ourselves to you today and we ask lord please walk in us to will and to do for your good pleasure heal us and shape us remove from us every defect and sin that will cause us not to be fitted as stones for your temple help us lord to have that faith that will submit to the lord's leading and give us grace to be children of god fitted for your kingdom at last work in us lord i pray as many of us are listening please lord help us there are areas in our life where we have failed to submit to your hewing querying and chiseling process your word has caught us as a knife and sometimes we have rebelled against it please lord forgive us now we pray lord help us to understand the big picture that we may submit to your leading give us grace lord to this end help us today to review our lives and be sure that we are walking in harmony with your law. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Thank you.